My argument is this. We're really just battling one problem. America is a tale of two cities. One, the majority. One, the minority. The last three months exposed these parallel Americas. Tonight, you see the flames in Minneapolis. For too many in the minority, they illuminate an act of rebellion and catharsis, a show of force when for too long there's only been helplessness, a fight or flight reaction, as you heard, that comes after flying in fear and insecurity. They say they feel too often and in too many ways. Now, too many in the majority see lawless actions that offset any underlying act. I speak to the majority here, and I beg you to stop ignoring the pain and profound hurt that lies beneath what you see. Of course, these actions are against the law. Of course, they're not what we want to see. But we in the majority cannot allow ourselves to be corrupted by toxic talk about the correct way to express that pain. You can't simplify it to the point of a false equivalence that puts some insured buildings on equal footing with an apparently never-ending pattern of dead, black, young men at the hands of those who are supposed to protect them. Tonight, we see a wrong after a wrong. And yes, two wrongs don't make a right. But if we don't address why we keep ending up here, we'll never make things right. It isn't the rebels lighting fires. It isn't the media exposing the reality. The problem is the reality. Just look at the last three months. Forget about policing. Look at the toll of the pandemic. More people of color are getting sick and dying. Why? Less access to care. More minorities are losing their jobs at a faster rate. Yet they make up the higher percentage of those that work right now in jobs deemed essential. Imagine how that feels. Helping more and being helped less. They stand a greater chance, minorities, of getting stopped for wearing and not wearing masks. Those government small business loans, they didn't go evenly to the majority and minority. Most went to the majority. In one America, people rage for the freedom to get a haircut and a tattoo. The other is raging just to be seen and heard. One America says they won't wear a mask because when they jog, it's uncomfortable, not necessary. It's an affront to their liberty. One has renewed fear that going for a jog could get you killed. One America insists their need for football is so sacrosanct it can be no kneeling protest on the sidelines. Sons of bitches. But is not outraged by a cop kneeling on this man's neck? Doesn't make it okay to riot, says the majority. But doesn't it depend why it's happening? A riot in Boston Harbor started the fight that amounted to America. Cities burned across the continent in 1968, again at Stonewall. In each of those cases... It was the minority manifesting a desperate plea to be heard and for change, just like now. A friend of mine, celebrated American and African-American, asked me in a broken voice, why doesn't America love us? Why do they do this to us? And he wasn't just talking about this latest case. He was talking about all of it. And by America, 
He meant me. He meant you, the white majority. Now, you can listen to those who put it on the minorities. Violent, outrageous, lazy. They hate the majority. They don't comply with the police. They are the tyrants. Look what they're doing in the streets. You're judging symptoms and you're missing the illness, and you know it. It was Nelson Mandela who said, when a man is denied the right to live the life he believes in, he has no choice but to become an outlaw. And you know this is true. More poverty means more crime, means more interactions with police, means less avenues to dignity, to power, to change, for hope, for respect of the law, and for optimism that drives ambition to live the American dream. Please don't just see the death of George Floyd. See all of it. Yes, this one is on video. And yes, it's so obvious. So that you can say, well, this one I get. It's not just this one. It's that the officers in it seem to be saying, we know it's wrong. And we're going to do it anyway. That's why the minority screams. Not just this video. It's the prosecutions that don't happen. The cases that aren't on video that you don't see. And the prosecutions that do happen of the wrong people. The punishments that are too harsh for the crimes minorities commit. It's the laws that make it harder to vote and easier to be out of a job. So you can listen to those who say, put it on the minority, they're the tyrants. But it's still going to be your problem. You know why? Only the majority can fix it. The minority doesn't have the power. My father joined a generation of leaders from and for the minority, calling out this tale of two cities to you, the majority. And here I am, his son, almost 40 years later, and we have yet to answer the call. A house divided cannot stand. United we stand, divided we fall. E pluribus unum, one out of many. We are all in it together. How many times must we try to teach the same lesson? The pandemic will pass. The case will fade into the others, but our real problems remain. They'll only go away when we finally realize that minority and majority must come together or America will never be her best. So with everything going on in the world, I was really thinking about what I wanted to talk about for today's episode. And... The other night I was talking to my son and I was really just checking in on him because he saw the video. He's been catching up with the media, especially CNN. It's on 24-7, especially at my mom's. And so, you know, I, I checked in and I had a real talk with him. And it just made me think, like, we all have our own emotions as adults. But I wanted to know what our children think because they have opinions and feelings, too. So I decided to sit down my niece and my son. Both are, you know, middle school and high school. So they are pretty aware of what's going on in the world. And so uh, the following interview is their views and their emotions and how they feel about things. And, you know, what's going on with the climate of our world. And, and just how they feel from a youth perspective, especially being youth and being black in America. I do want to make this statement that my family does not practice hate speech. However, we do not keep the truth from them. So this is completely their own thoughts and feelings based on what we have talked with them about and what they see in the world today and in the media. So here it is. 
Hey everybody, I am here with my son and my niece, two young black teenagers in America. And you know, I think that with all this going on, nobody really checks in with our youth because they are our future and they have opinions and feelings just like we too. We do. Sorry guys. And uh, so we're going to have a talk about what the youth feel. And just a disclaimer, we do not practice hate speech in my family, but we do not keep the truth from them. So these are entirely their opinions and their feelings form from what they have seen and experienced during this time. Okay, so I'm going to have you guys introduce yourselves real quick. I'm Isaiah. I'm Camille. Alright, so how do you guys feel about the killings of black men and women by the police? Um, I just feel like, I really feel like it's dumb and I feel like we need to move on from it and we need to let it go because at this point we're holding on to things from like when was slavery like 14 something it was a it was a while back over 200 years ago I'm a little slow but it's okay <laughs> um you know it was just a while back and we're holding on to things from that when we believed that black people were the lesser species and that they deserve to be slaves and we're still holding on to that by like killing them and docking their pay and I just think it's I think it's stupid and we need to move on and the reason the white people do it the reason the white cops do it is because they can get away from it away with it if they couldn't get away with it they wouldn't do it honestly if they because when if if i knew i could kill someone i'd be like oh my god killing but i know i can't so i don't but they know they can so they do um i feel like it's um unnecessary like what's the reason um like how george floyd like it didn't look like he was resisting um arrest he was already on the ground so like it's just unnecessary that's yeah does this does it scare you being young and black in america and why uh, it doesn't scare me it just makes me think i just need to give them less of a reason to want to do something i have to just carry myself a little better than uh, a white guy would have to. No, it doesn't scare me. I just have to take precautions. Um, yeah, same thing with Isaiah said. I just, yeah, I'm not scared. Okay. Have you experienced racism? Uh, mm, in a small... Mm, not really, but kind of at the same time, because one time, um, one time this white girl, this white girl was bullying me a whole bunch and I just kind of let her do it. And then one day, one day I decided to retaliate. She was bullying me and I talked back about her cause I was tired of her. Right. And while she was getting off the bus, she slapped me and my nose was bleeding. And I went and I called my dad and her and her little friend ran off. And when I called my dad about it, um, oh, yeah, that happened. And she hit me. She hit me twice. She slapped me that one time on the bus. And before that, um, she tried to hit me because I had been talking about her back because I was tired of her. And I put my arm up. She tried to hit me and I just put my arm up as the defense for my face. Right. But apparently it looked like I hit her back. So when my dad found out and when a whole bunch of people like just when some people found out, they believed her and not me because it looks like I hit her back. And when she made my nose bleed, um, 
her parents automatically believed her. Everything I said was invalidated. And I just think, I don't know. I just think it was because, A, she was a girl. And, B, she was white. If it was a white yeah. guy, it would have still been a similar situation because, you know, I they're going to automatically want to make me look bad. So, I'm sorry that you had to go to that. For the record, Isaiah has lived in Alabama where racism is more um, apparent. And this is what happened when he was in Alabama. So, that is kind of similar to what happened to Emmett Till. Have you guys heard about him? Mm-mm. Yes, I have. What what happened with Emmett Till? Um, wasn't he, like, didn't he whistle out a girl or the claim that, that he, he did? And then, I don't know, later on that night or something she, like that? Yeah, she screamed rape. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Um they got him out of his house something like that and they killed him yeah so that's kind of what happened in your situation she didn't scream right but she made it seem like it was all you and then you were the one who looked like the bad guy but so yeah it's kind of i'm sorry you had to go through that yeah i really am but nothing against anyone involved i no everything (laughs) against her but nothing is like my dad because he wasn't actually there. So he couldn't. It was actually kind of a bit of a lesson. Don't even make it look like you did something because the minute you make it look like you did something, you might as well have. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that's kind of the message that they want to give us as black people, because then if we don't do anything, then they can do anything. Mia, have you experienced racism? Um, mm, I guess you can say it is, but I don't really know where she was going. But anyways, um, me and my friends, we were out in Spokane because I, I played basketball um, for a tournament. And we were getting in the elevator, about to go to our ho- back to our hotel room. And as the elevator was closing, um, literally, it was like an inch from closing, she gets out and she goes up the stairs. Like, well, what was the point? Like, I was more so mad because um the elevator was closing like we would have been up there halfway and was like what's the point of leaving we weren't gonna do anything to you like like what was the point what do you say to your friends that aren't black that speak on it to you well it depends on what they say i have a friend who when i talked to her about it the other night she i don't know i guess she was going through some or whatever but i talked to her about it and she was like oh yeah that's messed up and i really got mad at her because i was like saying oh yeah that's messed up doesn't help the issue doesn't fix the issue it does that's like that's just it just it just does nothing it just it does nothing you know and i know she has an instagram and i know she has this and that the third but she's not saying anything about it all she's saying is oh yeah that's messed up but i have friends who are speaking out on it today i just told my friends i put them in a group chat and i said hey i just wanted to let y'all know i'm really happy that y'all are speaking out about it and y'all are saying things about it and i'm just glad you're not letting this just happen being like oh that's sad because when you say oh that's sad that doesn't do anything that's not saying oh that's sad isn't being like this is terrible i'm gonna do something about it you know they're completely two different things and people want to try and make it look like it's one thing and then when i get mad about it about someone just going oh that's sad when i'm mad about that it's like you're mad for no reason you're being rude to me blah 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 when it's like no this whole situation is rude to me and um i'm gonna say one more thing before i let mia go ahead but mia has this image this picture um from like instagram or something it says dear non-black friends i'm paying attention to your silence and i felt that yeah what do you say to your friends that aren't black that speak on it um well i don't really have (laughs) non-black friends but for the 
two that I do, um, they have not said anything on Instagram. Well, I've logged out of Instagram because it's just so sad to see, and it, like, brings my mood down, so I haven't been on Instagram today. So I don't know if they did, but when I was, they haven't said anything, and like Isaiah said, this quote, word for word says seeing non-black people who are usually obsessed with black music black culture and black people remain silent on black issues is really questionable to me and that is because both of my friends that are um non-black they are obsessed and it's just it's just weird and they always claim to have like black one of them is like obsessed with black music and stuff like that it's just it's just weird to me how they can sit up here and talk to me and not in a disruptive way, but like friendly way, and just not be um, say anything. It's just weird. I had another thing to say about what she had just said. Honestly, I went. I go to. A, I can't tell you what school I go to because y'all just gone. I'm gonna get found. But I go to a school. Well, you're not in school right now, so. Yeah, but still, just when I went to school at the school, there would be a whole bunch of just non-black people. There were Asians. There were white people. There's a whole bunch of people who were like, "Oh yeah, I listen to the baby. I listen to Meek Mill. I listen to Gucci Mane. Blah blah blah. I have this and that. I got Supreme. They want to talk in their black scent. Even people who are like." Famous, I say in quotes, because the people I'm about to mention really shouldn't be famous. But people like <laughs> Bad Baby, Malu Trevejo, oh, yeah. Whoa Vicky, people like that who just steal from the culture and just are so obsessed with it and are just like, oh my God, that black guy is so fine. People like that, people at my school, people with the celebrities, like they're all like all for it. But then when it's when this whole George Floyd thing is going on, some of them don't know about it. Some of them aren't saying anything about it. It's radio silence. And I don't understand how you can do that. What I said the other day, and I stand by this, I'll stand by this for the rest of my life. How are you going to be for us and against us at the same time? Yeah. Preach. All right, guys. Why do you think black people are taught to love everyone before they before they put their own people first? Uh, Because. Because we're taught to love everyone and sorry, I'm blanking, but we're taught that because anytime, like I said, anytime we don't love everyone, anytime we practice hate speech or anytime it's like every time we say something against non-black people, it's all of a sudden it's, oh, you're racist. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're rude. Oh, you're loud. You're annoying. You're look like this. You're a this. You're a that, right? The loud one gets on my nerves because a white person could go, a white person go in the room and say, no, let me give you a perfect example. Let me just give you an image. A white person go in the room and be like, you're this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. You do this when I say you do it, blah, 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 blah. And then a black person comes in and says, hey, I have an issue with this. Can we change it? All of a sudden, the white person is like, yes, preach. You're doing it. You're doing it for us. You're really, you're out there. But the black person, when it's about the black person, when they say something, they could be saying it calmly. And we've been saying it calmly for the longest, right? They could be saying it calmly. Then it's all of a sudden, it's, oh, you're loud. Oh, you're angry. Oh, you're this and that. You're, And it's like, what? And that's the same thing for women too women it's yeah, like especially we, black women especially we black talk, women we we're the angry black woman there, right? there's yeah. always the angry black woman i'm tired of it even in media in media there was a show we watched i can't tell you what show but we watched it and there was a lot of no say the show what what is it it's a show called the l word okay. and in Go the ahead. l word oh, in the l word there was like one mixed character but the rest of them were white right and um we were introduced to a dark-skinned girl right but when we were introduced to her uh she was so angry like she was just always angry you wouldn't see her not angry Uh and i was like 
And then and we had the light skinned girl who might as well have been white because her hair was always straight. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was like, it wasn't even. Show, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even super curly, right? And, you know, she was all like, <laughs> but when the dark skinned girl was on screen, it was like, <laughs> and I'm like, and I don't get it. Why are we, like, why are black women, dark skinned women, why are they portrayed like that? And why is it like the closer you are to white, the seemingly friendlier you are, but when you're black, yeah. you have a short temper. You're this, you're that. I know black people who are just the calmest people. Mia mm-hmm. herself is so calm. And when she's angry, it's a joke. It's always like, it's always a joke, her being mad. She's never really super mad. I don't see her super mad. She's so calm. And she's not super dark skinned, but she's pretty dark. And her hair Brown is, skin. her hair is like, her hair it's is not like, mixed hair. It's, it's not mixed hair. hair. It's very, it's Afro hair, right? But she's so calm. And I don't understand why in the media we're always portrayed as ghetto. We're always portrayed as just like annoying mm-hmm. and I'm tired of it. And the reason we're taught to love everyone is because if we don't, if we come out the slightest bit as not liking this one person, it's a, it's a blow up. It's huge. It's an and explosion. And women or like you said angry black women they they don't want to be labeled as that so Mm-mm. they and it's it's sad to say yeah why yeah. why do you think mia um that we're taught to love everyone before we're taught to put our people first honestly because um i'm sorry say that again i just blanked <laughs> why do you think that black people are taught to love everyone before we're taught to put our people first um honestly because we've been through so much and it's easier to love someone else than yourself that and that still is sad to say um and it's easier to project project love on other people than yourself especially if you're black because some some black people are not comfortable in their own skin yeah you guys bring up two very good points um isaiah you bring up a good point because representation in the media we've talked about this with the shows even you guys watch teenagers it, 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 it. it matters right and then on top of that um i believe that we're taught to love each other or love black everyone before we're taught to put our people first is because it's a way for um our oppressors to keep us complacent and in line so that things like what's going on now don't happen. don't happen. But when they should be happening. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, so how can we as parents help in times like this? Okay, before we go into that, <laughs> I just want to say one thing. You guys, this is clearing my child. While we was talking about uh, representation, I there's a show we watch. We're going to say the show because I'm tired. I'm very tired. <laughs> CW, listen up. CW, yeah, listen all the way up. Just, and all TV shows, not just CW. All media networks, listen yeah. up. But for the most part, it's a show called Legacies. And it's the third installment in the Vampire Diaries series. And <laughs> we're watching it, and we're just always watching it, and we're scanning the scenes. It's gotten to the point where we're scanning scenes to find a black girl. Just oh. a black girl, period. Not like, we're not even trying to find a dark-skinned girl at this point. Just literally period. just a black girl. Girl, and we've found so many pretty black girls as the extra characters. We had recently got a black girl. Her name's Kim. She's bomb. We love her, right? And she's just, you know, when we got her, when we, she was announced on the show, we were so happy. And I and was it's, thinking... It's hard to cut you off, and it's sad to say we should not be that happy. That's what, exactly what I was about to say. We shouldn't be that happy to have a black girl character, finally. I mean, it's 2020. It's 2020. Come on, get with the times, you know? we. I think we even had black girl characters before this series, so I don't understand how this series is lacking. But 
Anyways, here's can the, I can I cut you off for a second? Go ahead, go ahead. The only show where I see a lot of black people is Blackish. Those that series, and that is it's not okay. And Black Lightning. I don't watch that show, but show. I Y'all do see it. it. I do. Um, and that's the only two shows that I really watch. But I mean, no, let me cut you off. Of black but that's because those writers are black. Yeah, and oh. that's the only reason why. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they had to fight to get that on mainstream mm-hmm. media. And who knows if they even get equal pay. Mm-hmm. You gotta. That is a good point. Yeah. And to even like even what she said about Blackish and Black Lightning. Okay, Black Lightning. Let me tell you on that. That's actually a super good show. It's really good. Okay, and the portrayal. The portray- <laughs> but no, it it's, it plays into the point. The portrayal is okay. really good on that show, yeah. right? But even in Blackish and Grownish and stuff like that, the darkest character Diane. Her name's Diane. She's like the darkest girl character. Her portrayal even in that is like she's psychopathic. Yeah, she's rude. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. She's this and that right but then you have Bo who is the lightest black character and it's like she's a doctor she's cool she's that and this and then in Grownish you have the twins which first of all the twins no shade to them they're awesome but they're not even that dark right but they're the darkest girl characters which first of all is a problem second of all when it comes to them it's always like they're described as they're shown as rude and this and it's shady yeah one's always mad yeah Yeah. and it's on purpose but it shouldn't you know we shouldn't see that only from them and the main character zoe we're not gonna talk about it (laughs) so how do you think uh us parents can help in times like this. I think parents, it's important for them to just remind their kids that they're beautiful in their own skin, that mm-hmm. they're that they're perfect the way they are. They shouldn't want to change. You know, what's what? Oh my God, this is something that depresses me. There's like skin lightening. There's skin lightening um, Col- products. Colorism. No, there's skin lightening products mm-hmm, to bleach like your bleach. skin oh, and to oh, look yeah, lighter than you that. are. And I think that's depressing that people turn to that and that is a thing that that the people who do that are actually making bank you know i had to talk to my friend one day it's even it's the same as like plastic surgery you know plastic surgery unless it's used for medical reasons that plastic surgeons are making bank because of people who don't like the way they look feel comfortable in the skin yeah and then on top of that you bring that further like you can bring that further you say you, you get the bleach and you lighten your skin say you get the surgery and you feel like you have the perfect body but inside you're still yeah the same person you were born black you were born black you were born who you are and and no matter what you put out on the outside if you don't feel good about yourself on the inside it's never going to change anything that's the whole point that's the point of bleaching what she said and plastic surgery you don't feel comfortable Mm. and i think parents can help by just reminding kids that the the future generation kids like me and mia we've got it down lock but (laughs) Kids like Ryan and Devin, they're our little cousins. They're like a little light skinned, they're little light skinned babies. They're so cute, but I think it's important for them. they're like four and five and eight. And I, th- <laughs> eight? No, <laughs> no. They I forget they're their, around that. I forget their ages. They're around, but they're like, even they're like, they're light skinned, but I feel like it's important to even remind them that you're beautiful you're perfect the way you are you know you shouldn't have more rights than someone who's darker just because Mm -hmm. of your skin you know you're awesome go do you don't let anyone call you angry i feel like those reminders that's important because we're portrayed as that and it's even i blinked but you know where i was going (laughs) um how parents can help um i just say just tell your kids to be careful when they're out that's that's really much it what i have to say about that and what you said about ryan and Devin, or other kids that have the same skin complexion as them um don't be uncomfortable in your own skin you're born the way you are period 
All right, I have a. I'm throwing y'all a curveball. Okay. Um, so we didn't plan anyway. <laughs> since you guys are our future. You know, you guys will. I believe that you guys are going to be the ones who are going to change this country and the in the climate of it. What ways can the youth make a difference right now? Uh, the ways Ooh. the youth can make a difference. Actually, I know a lot of people. What are you guys been doing today? Okay, today. We're actually going to email the um, mayor. Oh, We're yeah, going to email the mayor today. I she know. emailed the mayor in February and has yeah. yet to get a response. And her mm-hmm. teacher told her to take the last part down where she said, at the last part of her email, she said, I look forward to you not replying. And the mayor still has yet to reply. And, and what's te- the mayor's name? Uh, Jenny. Jenny. Jenny Durkin. Jenny Durkin. We're going to email her at least 30 times today because <laughs> that's a good way to make a change because we didn't get taken to the protest. Because I'm not taking you to the protest. But if... No, it's okay. If we were at the protest, we'd be doing some stuff. But I feel like the youth today can really change things. It's in small ways, but putting stuff out on social media, Mm -hmm. connecting people to um, lines and calls and people that can help change, trying to get connected to people who can change, congratulating those who are trying to make a change, you know, all that stuff. We can do that, and it's easy because in this generation, everything is online. Everything, anything you want is right there on your little phone. So if you want to email the mayor, all you got to do, look up her email, email her. If you want to post something, or him, if you want to post something about it, all you got to do, go on Instagram, make a post, you know, stuff like that really helps. And saying, and just, but just saying something about it, just like saying it verbally that helps but it's not reaching other people you need to reach people Mm -hmm. you know that's the whole thing so just or just show your support it always it doesn't have to be reach people Mm -hmm. it's how you feel about it Mm -hmm. buy the buy the buy the uh rubber bands mia has a band that says black lives matter buy matter matter (laughs) buy the rubber bands you know just Support show your support businesses. support yeah. black businesses mm-hmm. the bath bar but anyways <laughs> oh my god shout out to grandma shout out to grandma do you, you agree you have anything to add to that mia no i agree with him all right so like i said i think that you guys are our future so how do you think things can change the way they are the way they're changing right now i'm here I for it. i'm living because, i'm living because how many peace, peaceful protests we've had we've had when did it start it's, it's Trayvon always Martin, been here. and that was, it was more than 10 years ago. And, yeah, Ronnie King, too. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't born at but the time, but... For us, it was, yeah. it was Trayvon Martin. Yeah, they peaceful protests, and it's like again and again. Who knows how many people have died, not just over the media, like Sandra Bland and all of them that was on the media, but just think of those that hasn't been on the media. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like the way things are changing right now... I was watching a show today and the character said how I feel. He said revolution is messy. And Mm -hmm. I agree with that because revolution is messy. Think about it. In order to not be slaves, we had to do a lot. You Mm -hmm. know, in order to, um, what's the word? Jim Crow, in we had to fight to against that. Be able to go to school, and be have able to go to rights. school, equal rights, which still aren't equal. Which still mm-hmm. are e- How are they still not equal? We've been fighting for how many it's years? It's twenty twenty. It is like, twenty. Literally. It's a new decade. Can we bring something new? <laughs> this is new. This is new. This ride, the rioting is new because I'm, people are tired. Yeah, people are saying a lot about the rioting. They're saying you shouldn't have to burn stuff down, but we have to. There is no choice. I watched a TikTok yesterday, and this person, <laughs> remember that. This person was like this. These white people. Oh, not even white people. I said what I said. Um, <laughs> she said what she said. Um, they be rioting over 
um, haircuts. What, haircuts. I saw that. No haircuts. It was a. It was a good video. It was haircuts. It was because baseball. Their baseball team didn't win. Their baseball were, team did win. Did, what they did or didn't win. Oh, and Kaepernick was a big one. Yeah, and it's because and it's like they're riding over teams didn't didn't win. They're setting stuff on fire, and now it's because we did it. Same thing as an angry black woman. Angry black people <laughs> because our people keep getting killed, and that's a reason you should not be riding over something because your team won are you serious but nobody complains about that but they're complaining about us um line up a target or something target like it's target oh my god you I can s- go down the street and go to another target and did you know that that target refused to sell milk to people who um had tear gas thrown at them during the protest that's why that's why they got um rioting that's why they got and um i feel like what people are saying about this is my town don't hurt my town okay don't hurt the town, but the town hurt us first. Mm-hmm. Like, we got hurt first, you know? And people always say, don't let anyone hurt you. Don't let anyone get you. Get them back. We're getting them back now. Mm-hmm. So you're either going to be on board. You're either with us or you're not. And if you're not, you'll see what happens. Like Gucci <laughs> Man said, you either with me or against me or you're in my way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And people are trying to be in our way and we don't have time. All right. What do you guys want to say to the black youth out there listening? Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Stand up. Do try and help. And if you feel like you can't help, if you really can't help, just be brave. Just be brave. Just stay together. If you feel like if you feel like it's just like there's an overwhelming anxiety and it's just it's really hurting you and it's putting you in this depressive state, reach out to someone, talk to someone. Don't there's let this lines. there's hotlines. You know, don't let people don't let this shake you, you know, and do as much as you can to try and change this. And I feel like this I'm gonna just go off some no, it's the next question anyway. So <laughs> let me go. All right. So I have one last question for you guys. Do you think you are free or have freedom being young and black? I feel like. Can I go free? Go ahead. I am. We are. I am free to a certain to a certain extent, as in like this police brutality or having um, people following you in a store, um, like just all those stuff. All this stuff that should not be happening is still happening. I so yeah, I feel free to a certain extent. I feel like. I I feel free, but that's just me personally. Personally, I feel pretty free. The the most restriction I have is like with my parents, but yeah. like I feel like there are people who aren't free, and there's we should be free. And I really am proud of these riots because I think I really want to see a future where we come out on the other side and things are different. I want to see Ryan and Devin not have to go through any of this. Mm-hmm. I want to see. I want to even see my brother Jace. I don't want to see him have to go through any of this because. As much as I clown him, he really is a black. He's not a. He's he's, he's black. black kid at the he's end a black kid at the end of the day. He will be seen as such. He will be seen as a black well, same kid. Same thing as Joey. Same thing as Joey. He's light skinned but still. Yeah, he's light skinned He looks Asian, but at the end of the day, he's still <laughs> black. And I want to see my sister, and I want to see yeah. Ryan and Devin. I want to see them all have to grow up without having to go through this. And I think it's. I think it's just a tad bit sad that they are growing up in this world, and that's why I want them to grow up and be out of it by the time they're our age. By the time they're our age, I don't want this them. I want them to know that this conversation happened but i don't want them to actually have to actively have to have this conversation again Again, i feel like this conversation needs to be muted needs to be done and it needs to be fixed so that way they don't have to have it so that way they can go on 
living their life worrying about having to worry about being themselves just worrying about having kids just kids and have just worrying about normal adult things and not have to worry about the struggle because i know as far as me and mia go currently this generation even if this does end up coming to a halt we're still going to end up having to worry about the struggle so i want them to not have to yeah well said well i want to appreciate you guys you guys are two of the smartest kids i know um and yeah i love you guys Love you too. too. We're emailing Jenny ASAP. <laughs> no wrong. Yeah. No wrong. Um, Isaiah, what did you say to your grandma yesterday? Grandma Sonia? About something being messy. Oh. She, uh, our revolution is. Revolution is messy. But there's something else you said to her. Hold on. Let me look it up. All right, Isaiah. You made a really good quote yesterday. Your grandma posted it on um, Facebook. But what did you say? I said change isn't always peaceful. And it's not. And it won't be until there is change yep amen all right y'all well that is it for our youth our young black beautiful youth thanks for tuning in okay so for this week's monday motivation i just want to say that we need to talk to our youth especially now in the climate and the things that are going on in the world Especially our our black parents, talk to your children because they have thoughts, they have feelings. They are affected by it as well. We need to check in with them often and try to answer as many questions that they have that we can. We need to make it a safe space for them to talk because it's a lot. It's a lot going on. A lot of emotion I've been crying every day since this happened. And it's just, it's hard. It's really hard, especially when your kids are asking you why. Why is this man being killed? Why did he get killed like that? Just because of who he was. Something he can't change. They didn't care if he was a brother. They didn't care if he had kids. They didn't care if he had a wife or girlfriend. They didn't care that he was a son. They didn't care about that. And our kids, they see that. And that is the message that they are receiving from America. How do we tell our kids it's okay to trust the same people that can hide behind a badge and kill people? How do we tell them that? So I just want to say, please communicate with your kids. Let them have their feelings and their frustration. Be open and honest with them too. Show them your emotion. And please just stand for something. Especially if you have young black children looking at you stand for something now is that time whatever method you choose stand for something we need to raise a generation where they're not going to go for this this needs to be hopefully the last time that we have to go through this it's been seven days of protesting. It's been seven days of outrage. It's been 
seven days of up and down emotions for everyone. And we are not okay, y'all. I know that we as black people are taught to just go on and 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 don't show your weakness and be strong because of all the bullshit that we go through just being black in America. But it is okay to not be okay. This man lost his life twenty dollars. That could or could not have been counterfeit. That's not right. That is not right. And I don't understand why this is so okay. The countless others, Sandra Bland, Philanda Castile, Shay Dawson. It just doesn't make sense. I fear for my child every day. I fear for my husband every day. I fear for my other sons every day. I fear for my brothers every day. It's it's sad that we have to do this. We have to continue to keep doing this years and years and year after year. That we have to tell our kids, comply, do everything they say. In the off chance that it doesn't go wrong because we've seen them comply. We've seen them do everything they say and they still end up dead. And it's it's tough, y'all. It really is. So please just talk to your kids. Talk to them. Let them communicate with you. Tell them it's okay to love everyone. Tell them to protect their people. And not just their family members. Everyone. We cannot let this keep happening. We got to protect each other, y'all. Put that in them young. Because I'm pretty sure that the people who hate us for the skin that we're in... They're teaching their kids at a young age to hate us. We need to educate our kids. And we can't we can't hide things from them. We cannot do it anymore. We cannot act like it doesn't happen. We cannot act like it's not ever gonna happen to them because we don't know that. I'm pretty sure George woke up that day and didn't think that would happen to him. And to George's family, I just wanna say. I feel your hurt. I feel your pain. I feel your frustration and your confusion. And I'm with you. I see you. We can't let this keep happening, you guys. We cannot. Please just join me right now in a moment of silence for George Floyd, Sandra Bland, Philando. Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, and the countless others.
Thank you for taking the time to listen.